Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was only a few months ago when we had a major power outage in our community. Did you notice that while the power was out in your home, there was nothing that required power operating? The refrigerator, the garage door, the television, the air conditioning system, or the heating system was not working. Even though they were fine, they did not have the power. That's the way it is in the life of believers. God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us. It was Jesus who said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Listen to this message as we continue to share on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Now, the Lord was telling him that now that you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, I want you to be totally emerged. I want you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit fell, and as he came on each of them, he overwhelmed them. He baptized their souls and their bodies in the power and the glory that was already dwelling in their spirits. Now, my little illustration that I tell people sometimes when they don't understand this, I say that this is a bottle of water, and this bottle has water in it. It's not filled. It looks like it's full, but it's not quite full because it's not all the way to the top. You can have the Holy Spirit in you and not be filled with it. I have enough water in here that will satisfy me if I drink it. I don't have enough for everybody in here. Now, if it was overflowing, I can tell you, just get your little cup and just come get some of this. That's the difference between having the Holy Spirit in you and being filled. See, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you got enough for you. There are many people who just come to the church. They just can barely make it for themselves. Oh, pastor, I, I got these issues. Will you pray for me? I got issues. I got problems. I need help. I need, I need strength. I need joy. I need, I need your feeling. I need refreshing. I need an anointing. And that's what the people in the church are asking for when they come. Oh, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. See, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing, you are meeting somebody else's need. When you just have the Holy Spirit in you, that's enough just to keep you going. When you are filled and baptized and overflowing, then you can serve and minister because you can serve out of the strength and the power of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to do more than just have enough for you to come to church and say, I need, I need, oh, pastor, I need strength. Do you know why you need strength? Because you ain't baptized to overflowing. You know why you, need, why you need some more joy? Because you're not baptized to overflowing. You just got enough just to hold on. You got enough just to sustain yourself. You got enough just to make it back to church the next time you come. But when you're baptized and you're filled and you're overflowing, it flows out of you. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Jesus said in John chapter 7, 37, I believe, he said, if you would hunger and thirst after me, you, rivers of water will flow out of you. Out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. Why? So you can refresh everybody around you. Folks around you can't help but getting refreshed because something is flowing out of you. And that happens when you are filled up to overflowing. Jesus said you got to be filled up to overflowing. He overflowed out from them into the world around them. He inspired them to praise and to glorify God, not in their own tongues, but in new languages. And in the process, he tamed their tongue 
to his use. He freed their spirit. He renewed their minds. He refreshed their bodies. And he bought them power to witness. See, when you're filled up with the Holy Ghost and you're, and you're overflowing, you can minister and go on and on and on and on. My wife and I were talking about retiring uh, just the other day. And I said, you know, um, I'm thinking about this. I haven't seen retirement as a biblical concept. I said, who in the scriptures retired? Moses started on his last assignment when he was 80. Caleb, when he was 80, said, give me my mountain. I'll take it. I'll go conquer that mountain. Why? Because they were kept overflowing. You got the power of God. Working in you, as long as you have right health and, and, and capacity, you can keep doing the work of the Lord if you're working in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know why folks are so tired, Pastor? Oh, Pastor, I'm so tired. Some of them are tired now. They look, they're trying to sleep while I'm talking. Well, get refreshed. Get filled up with the Holy Ghost. He'll rest you in the middle of the night. He'll give you some supernatural strength. He'll help you to go. Yeah, you need to rest, but he'll help you. We don't need to rest as much as we're resting. When that baptism came on the day of Pentecost, the onlookers from all over the then known world heard the commotion and saw the praising and glorifying and thought something was wrong with these people. He said, these people are drunk in the middle of the day. You know, when the Holy Ghost come up on you, somebody going to think something wrong with you. You're talking funny. You always got something to say about the Lord. You always have an enthusiasm. You always have some energy. You always got a hallelujah and a praise the Lord. I'm not talking about being weird and being funny. They wonder why you're so happy when, when the news is so dreary and depressing. Didn't you hear what's going on in the country? Didn't you hear what's happening in the economy? Didn't you hear what's going on in Washington? Didn't you hear? You say, I ain't thinking about that. I'm praising God. Jesus said, I am not of this world. I'm not of this kingdom. I'm functioning a whole nother realm. I'm functioning a whole nother kingdom. I ain't thinking about what's going on here. Why? Because he says, I'm filled with the spirit. I know the things of the spirit. I know the mind of God. I know what's going on. I know what's, what's real and what's not real. All of this stuff is temporary. I'm looking at the permanent things through the spirit of God. And I ain't worried about what's going on. That's why he can say, give to Caesar what's Caesar. And give to God what's God. I ain't worried about the taxes and, the, and all these kinds of regulations and rules and, and entitlements and all of this stuff like that. So what was new or different about the coming of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost? Was the Holy Spirit active in the Old Testament? Was he active during the life and ministry of Jesus? The answer is yes. He was active in the Old Testament. But Pentecost marked a new beginning of the work of the Holy Spirit in two ways. Number one, his coming was universal. And secondly, his coming was permanent. Notice that the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 was poured out on all believers. Now, in the Old Testament, a few people would experience the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, the priest, the king, the prophet, the judge. But now, he said he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. He's pouring out his spirit on all people, on all people. Peter got up to explain what was happening in verse 15. He said, these men are not drunk as you have supposed. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. He said, no, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. 
the Spirit's coming was universal in four basic categories of human beings. Number one, as to race, he was poured out both on the Jews and the Gentiles, on all people. As to sex, he was poured out on male and female. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The women ought to say amen. Because before then, they were thinking women can't say nothing. They can't say nothing in the church. They can't say nothing to the folks or whatever. And, but he says, your sons and your daughters. As to age, he says, your young men and your old men. As to social status, he said, even the, to the servants. The slaves and the free, even my servants, both men and women. So God says, I want everybody who comes to me to have the advantage or the opportunity to be filled, refreshed, to be restored, to be built up with the Holy Spirit. I'm not restricting and restraining, and I'm not holding back from anybody who's willing to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Peter preached boldly that the promised gift of the Holy Spirit was for the Jew and their descendants and all of whom are a far off. Everybody who's far off. Everybody who's coming after us. Everybody who's coming in the next generations. The second feature of the outpouring of the Spirit at Pentecost that he came to remain permanently with those who would receive him. His power was now available to each and every believer, each and every day. Each and every believer. Now, if you feel like you're powerless, you want to start saying, Lord, I, I want your power. I need the power. You know, you need the power of God. We need his power to make it through. We need his power to do what he's called us to do. God has called each believer to serve. He's called each believer, let me put it this way, to minister. And minister means to serve. Every believer have a charge to serve God in a powerful way. How would you like to be the one that everybody knew on your block that if they needed prayer, they can come to you and you can get a prayer through? I got an amen right here. Everybody else, you don't want the folks to come to your house for prayer. They ought to know you. They ought to know. You know that neighbor right there in that house? You know, if you got a problem, you know, uh, somebody that fell sick in the house, they run down to your house and knock on your door and say, would you pray for us? Why? Because I heard you can get a, a prayer through. I heard that God listens to you. I heard that you got a connection with God. I heard you a friend of God. I heard you got the power of God operating somewhere. I don't know all about it, but I heard something. Amen. On your job, they come into your cubicle and say, would you pray for me? Why? Because they heard something. This power is available to every believer. John wrote in the book of 1 John that the anointing which Christ received from the Lord abides in you permanently. And it's the Holy Spirit's anointing that provided the constant supply and of the divine power that made the difference in the ministry of the apostles after Pentecost. Before Pentecost, Jesus would delegate this power. And sometimes they'd have enough power to do the work and sometimes they wouldn't. Remember, sometimes they were trying to cast out a devil. The devil wouldn't go out. They were trying to cast him out. They had to call on Jesus. Jesus said, wait a minute, get back. I'll take care of this. But as the followers of Jesus worship and glorify God, they were baptized that day and they spoke with tongues. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke with tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, it's worthwhile to note that the disciples opened their mouths to speak. And they used their lips and their tongues and vocal cords to form the sounds. But the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. Yeah. 
the Holy Spirit did not overcome their reluctance. But in the joy of the moment, they voluntarily began to speak and just open up their hearts and their mouths and they began to speak. It was the Holy Spirit who formed the words so that each one uttered the language that was intelligible to somebody who knew it. There are folks who are saying, oh, these folks, are, they, say, they claim they're speaking in tongues. That ain't no language. How do you know? You don't know every language in the world. Spanish is tongues to somebody. French is tongues to somebody. If you don't understand it, it's tongues. Ebonics is tongues to some folks. Your boss ain't never said, what'd you say? Yeah, I was telling somebody the other day, they said, you coming? I said, I'm lying to be there. They said, what'd you say? I said, I'm lying to be there. How many of y'all know lying now? Hey, Amen. You got to be from around Fifth Ward to know lying now. The message of Jesus Christ has never changed. His purpose for those who would believe on him and follow him was for us to be engaged in the ministry of reaching others for the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He wants to use us through the power of prayer and through the power of the Holy Ghost to be effective witnesses for his kingdom. This is Jerry G. Martin, and if you would like to hear today's message again, you can hear it on our podcast on The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And let me take this opportunity as well to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston, Atascacita, Fall Creek, Summer Creek, Kingwood, you're in our neighborhood. So come on out and be our guest. We trust that God will bless your time with us. Also want to let you know that we do have a bookstore on our campus. At the Beacon Bookstore, you can get Bibles, study materials, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call the Beacon at 281 281- 441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If you heard the word of God and you would desire someone to stand with you in prayer, call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.